This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The White House is out with President Joe Biden's infrastructure plan, a $2 trillion package with investments in everything from roads and bridges to drinking water and broadband. The administration says the plan will modernize 20,000 miles of highways, repair 10 economically significant bridges in need of reconstruction, and another 10,000 of the worst smaller bridges, as well as bring broadband to every American. But the plan is not without its hurdles, particularly in its financing. The White House has suggested tax increases to pay for the bill, something that would be a non-starter for many Republicans, including Iowa's Chuck Grassley. He says one alternate avenue of funding might be using some of the funds allocated in the recently passed $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. Some of that doesn't spend out until years beyond 2022, so we ought to recapture some of that money because it was all passed under the uh, guise of fighting COVID. And so somebody in 2021 in the Democrat Party and the partisan bill figures we're still going to have a COVID problem. Uh, in 2028, no, we ought to recapture some of that money and use it for uh, for infrastructure. The White House says it will be open to conversations with Capitol Hill on how to pay for the measure. Phil Brasher has more on the infrastructure package in his coverage on agripulse.com. Seven states have filed a brief in support of maintaining the Tenth Circuit ruling in a key biofuels policy case. That ruling led to government rationale that would strike down dozens of biofuel mandate waivers. The brief was jointly filed by leaders in Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, Oregon, South Dakota, and Virginia. Other farm and biofuel groups are also throwing their weight around in the case. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Growth Energy has filed an amicus brief in the Supreme Court biofuels case against refiners on extending small refinery exemptions. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says her organization fully supports the Biofuel Coalition's argument and says there's a lot riding on this decision for the industry. We're arguing if you look at the text, the actual words of the statute, if you look at the context in which the words are placed in the overall provision, if you look at the overall structure and you look at the purpose that Congress intended when they passed this legislation, in each four of those criteria, it's very clear that The RFS permits EPA to grant a small refinery exemption to a small refinery only if the refinery has been exempt in all prior years. The American Farm Bureau Federation also signed on to Growth's amicus brief. The Renewable Fuels Association, the National Corn Growers Association, the American Coalition for Ethanol, and the National Farmers Union are arguing against Holly Frontier Cheyenne refining. The case is an appeal of a ruling issued in January 2020 by the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that struck down an extension of three SREs. The Supreme Court will hear oral arguments April 27th, with a ruling expected in June. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, report day at the Department of Agriculture was a big boost to commodity markets. USDA's prospective plantings report projected 178.7 million combined acres of corn and soybeans will be planted this year, a figure well below the average trade estimate of 183.2 million acres. Corn contracts were higher across the board, with most near-term contracts finishing 25 cents higher. Soybean contracts were higher as well, with many finishing up 70 cents. 
Ben Brown with the University of Missouri said the numbers reflect a few broad trends in production. One of the things that I guess popped out to me a little bit is these high prices certainly didn't entice farmers, or at least what they reported to USDA is what they intended to plant, to bring some of those marginal acres back into production, or at least those acres that we planted in 2018. Ben Nolley has more from Brown and on the report in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.